Hey there, and welcome to Under Influence Architecture and Design. Um, we're your hosts. I'm Alex and Boris. Boris, say hi. Hey, guys. Hey, um, so we um, run a company called ArcIT. We help architecture design and engineering firms with the technology, specifically making technology as their competitive advantage. Now, the concept of this series is under influence architecture and design. Um, specifically, we feel correlates with firms or businesses not using technology in the business. It's almost can be compared to designing while drunk. Now, I know what you might say. It's like, hey, you know, sometimes, you know, getting a few glass of wine is good to change and shift the perspective. And I would agree. But the key word there is what? Sometimes. Not all the time. Especially COVID-19. Big hit on all of our businesses. Big, big hit. Um, what are you doing? Like, how are you shifting? How are you gaining an edge in this time? And a lot of people right now just surviving, but you're not one of those, right? You're listening to this cast. So welcome and let's learn something together. First topic today, Boris, what are we going to tackle today? I think this is like we're starting with the most common kind of pitfalls and complaints and issues we're hearing from customers. Uh, Boris, can you give a high level on the first one? Yeah. So one of the um, one of the problems that we hear a lot about um, is our customers coming to us and telling us that, you know, as a smaller architecture firm or as an engineering firm, they have to deal with many various tools that are required to complete projects. And those tools are required either by the uh, owners of the project or by the major architecture firms that they work with. And it becomes a real problem of managing all of that, not just from a perspective of, well, where do I go for which project, but also just having training for their employees being able to efficiently work inside of these tools. So, so let's break it down. It's like a kibbutz of tools, right? So, you know, because, because the firms must partner with other, other larger architecture firms and use their tech or clients more often require their own technology. Uh, can you give an example like communication like Zoom versus Microsoft Teams? Or like, is there some, some of the examples you, you want to share there? So, so yeah. So, um, yeah, the basic example would be something like, um, you know, you have to do Zoom versus Teams or um, any other video conferencing platform. But that's just kind of the tip of the iceberg. Um, it gets a little deeper into, you know, when we talk about project management. So various, um, so some owners use tools like Procore, which are high-end tools, but some, you know, different owners use Excel spreadsheets to manage all of the projects. So basically you have a gamut of something very basic like Excel and something very complex like Procore. Yeah. So as a business owner myself, you know, I can absolutely connect with that. It, that challenge of the myriad of tools and trying to figure out, um, get your different parts of the team, do their work. And ultimately, like, the outcome that the people want is, like, I just want to get my work done as quickly as possible. That's like the, the overarching desire and motivation. But sometimes all these tools just kind of collide. And so let's do maybe um, some of the, maybe if, if you want to throw out there an example of how this comes comes around, like what in your work with customers? Well, again, um, we're always want to have technology as a competitive advantage for our clients. But this is an example of where too much technology can actually hamper productivity, right? So you have, an, let's say, an acoustical engineer uh, who has six or seven different projects. 
and each one of those projects requires them to log in to a different solution, either for collaborating and conferencing or for just entering, you know, entering their tasks and responding to RFIs. So that's yeah, the so problem. Technology is actually hampering the productivity or too much technology is hampering our productivity. Is it because, so So, what is in your experience has been costly in terms of time and productivity loss? Is it the actual login process or is it learning processes? I know you can say all of those things, but what is the most like common thing that you come up against with your clients that you have to support and you know that it's a waste of their time? I think it's more around information management. So yes, I mean, training is probably hard. You know, it's hard to learn um, new tools and the learning curve is there, but it's more about managing and understanding where to go for each one of the projects, which tools do I need to use for this project, that project, and the other. And um, that is where a lot of time gets lost trying to find that information. So you call that information management. That sounds pretty vast. Like, um, I mean, I know I can like decipher access management out of it and uh, we can sort of isolate that and poke at it a little bit more and, and provide some useful advice. But like what else is comprised into information management? It's keeping all your data easily accessible and in one place, right? And easily findable, searchable. Again, many times we see that people have, you know, spreadsheets all over the place and each one of the spreadsheets outlines a procedure for a certain thing. Uh, which makes it hard to find. So how do I know which spreadsheet I need to look at and where, in which folder is it actually buried, right? So using, I guess, the improvement would look some, would look something like using some sort of a centralized system that is not based on files, but where information is freely available for anybody who needs it and freely searchable uh, where you can easily find things that you're looking for. So uh, let's say managing all the links for particular project inside some sort of database where it can be searched. Hmm. So, so what you're saying is putting together a system that catalogs the various projects into easily accessible links or otherwise accessible, I guess, pathways into finding that information, but having that catalog be ultimately searchable. Is that, am I hitting it? That sounds pretty vast. Um, is, well, are there tools that help with that? I mean, I haven't found any in, 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 my, in, my, in my experience, but to talk to us. Sure. But I mean, at the basic level, let's just talk about access management, right? So how do we access certain tools? Well, we need a username and a password, and we need to know where to go. So the very basic tool that we can use to improve our access process and also to give us some additional information management going to the previous topic is a password manager, right? So an electronic password wall, such as LastPass, um, is going, you'll be able to store all of the passwords for all these various services, um, also have the links there, and it's kind of acts as your, um, you know, bookmark, kind of acts as your, you know, Google bookmarks, let's just say. Um, so you can easily find what you're looking for. You know, I, I use LastPass personally, uh, we haven't used it in org, but I've used it personally, and it's quite impressive. <laughs> As a free version, I imagine paid version is even better. But so you're talking about the catalog, and I like to assign names to things, um, like that catalog, a searchable catalog that helps us organize all of our work. LastPass can play a piece of it, or is it, it could be actually used as the whole catalog? 
well, it'll be a good starting point, let's just say. Mm. Um, once we start using it, it'll be at least easy for us to find the tools that we need right inside of our browser. Yeah, it's it's incredible. I agree. Um, I want to connect some, I want to talk about bookmarks in a second. So can you put a pin on that? I'm going to write it down, bookmarks. But um, tell me about LastPass uh, experience, uh, like enterprise level or you know organizational level, not individual, very familiar individually, but like what would users expect? What kind of implementation cycles? Like, is it complicated? Is it easy? What do you hear from your clients? Well, setting up LastPass is pretty easy. Once you have, you know, once you have the licensing, um, you're able to then you're able to then easily install it in your computer by either using a download link, you know, or we can deploy it on your behalf uh, to all of your computers if you're under. Hey, if it's easy, why would people need you? <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, uh, that, that, that's that's just a side point. That's I a, know it's a rhetorical question, but here yeah, rhetorical question indeed. But no, no. Let's talk about it easy. Let's talk about self implementation. Like, let's say they don't have an IT partner, or the IT partner is just not involved in the overall strategic side of the technology. They're more of a, uh, which I'm used to, more of a execution arm. Um, you know, this 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 machine is broken. Go fix it, kind of person. <laughs> Okay. So yeah, let's th- let's talk through that um, that implementation cycle, maybe in high level. So basically, you just need to download LastPass, install it, and start inputting your passwords into the password manager. Right, that's as easy as one, two, three. Uh, once we, um, you know, once your passwords are in LastPass, you then are able to create shared folders and share them with the rest of the team. Hmm. And so th- th- that that part seems to me is a little bit more involved and you need to understand the flows of the business and and some of the complexities of the current systems in order to set that up efficiently. Because I think if you just do the last, the first stage uh, can sort of, can be fairly easily self-implemented. The second stage will require somebody in the business, uh, like an ops guy or a girl, right? Or an right. IT person. You need somebody to manage it, right? So... Um, once you talk about sharing the content across um, different people uh, or throughout the organization, um, you need to have LastPass comes with all this functionality, but it has a cent- it has a portal that you can centrally manage. But you need that person to manage it, to mm. assign permissions, create separate folders for each one of the teams, uh, and so on. And what's the ongoing, what's the initial effort? So it sounds like initial effort is fairly involved. Well, I mean, kind of thinking through all the paths. Um, but then is there ongoing management piece to it? And if so, how heavy? I'd say very heavy, just like with many cloud tools. Um, but there's definitely an aspect to it where you need to keep on top of it. For example, new people join the organization. So you need to bring them on in LastPass, create their accounts and make sure that they have access to the right things. If somebody leaves the organization, you definitely want to disable access right away because you don't want them to leak your passwords all over the internet, which, you know, is another story for another day, but we've seen that happen. So, you know, there is definitely a piece to it. And then um, as new teams get created or different project, you know, different teams for different projects, you want to be able to manage those shared folders uh, for each one of those teams to make sure everybody has the right permissions and sees the passwords that they need. Got it. So like onboarding, offboarding um, workflows and ongoing uh, management of uh, adding, removing systems and such. 
Um, so those are those are kind of key pieces of ongoing management. But like, let's just go quantify this. And like, I'm not putting you against uh, any kind of specific numbers at this stage. I mean, whoever's listening or watching, like just just to understand the scope. On a 50 person organization, like you know, your I hate to say average, but your 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 uh, typical still average your typical architecture firm or design firm that you come across um, that does not have a system like that. And by the way, we're not affiliated with LastPass, like whatever, like we're not getting paid these, <laughs> nothing to do with us. Uh, but what would be the time savings potentially? Like if you had to put a finger on it, what would that number look like as an outcome of improperly implementing a system like LastPass? You know, I'd probably say switching costs, is maybe 15 to 30 minutes a person a week. So if it's a 50 person firm, you know, we can say. I got my calculator out. You know. <laughs> what do you mean by switching costs? Do you mean like uh, a time well, to implement or, or what does that mean? No, no, no. I mean like by switching costs, I mean, well, I when you're switching between projects and you're looking for that, inf- you know, going back to information management, when you're looking for information on how to access your various tools, that's where you lose time. And the more projects you're working oh. on at one time, the more costs you have, right, associated to that. So I'm going to say with LastPass, it's going to be much easier and people can save at least 15 to 30 minutes a week, um, you know, which across a 50-person firm is about 25 hours of labor um, every week, which adds up. 25 hours of labor every week on a 50-person firm? Yep. Okay. And I think that's pretty conservative. Um, like my experience, like I run a 30 person organization, like that's, you know, it's, it's quite significant. Um, 25 hours is huge. So, so 25 hours, what's the average cost? I mean, across the organization, what's the hourly weighted average, say, I don't know, 50 bucks an hour, hundred bucks. Like what's the, uh, well, if we're talking billable rates, right. It's anywhere from one, um, you know, it's anywhere from one fifty to two hundred dollars an hour for an architecture firm, or an. I mean, that, that, those are not really billable hours, right? True, true, true. But uh, I mean, this is cost. So we can average this down to, I'd say, you know, again, a conservative estimate would be fifty dollars an hour. Fifty dollars an hour. So twenty-five times fifty—that's a twelve hundred. Uh, do I do right? That's one thousand two hundred and fifty dollars savings in productivity cost. Not billable. Like this is right. this is cost of the firm, twelve fifty uh, a month. Excuse me, a week, which is five thousand dollars a month. Uh, a lot of times, that's your IT bill, right there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, Boom! You just uh, paid for yourself, boys. <laughs> I, I hope so. I hope somebody. Welcome, knows. folks. Indeed. Thanks for watching. <laughs> yeah. No. So so that's significant, and and I guess this will vary. Uh, I, I guess some firms that currently are unknowingly struggling with this because you know who's going to bubble this up like people just oh it's a necessary evil i just have to like this is how just how we do it this is how we do it with those spreadsheets we find this this access to this particular thing oh it's an older password send send a quick message to the ic to reset it okay i can't work on this project right now so let's go to the, this one this one gets delayed customer gets upset customer gets upset you lose an account that's a much bigger cost than Right, well, than, yeah. than, than just uh, productivity. So, definitely. And we're talking about just productivity here, but there's, well, there's other costs as well. So, I mentioned when people leave and what happens and how we need to manage that. 
but also I'm not, so um, there's a different side to it. Um, if people manage their own, so let's say an accounting person signs up for various accounting services using their, um, even though you know they're using their corporate email address, but they set their own passwords and those passwords are you know on a piece of paper somewhere or those passwords are you know in a personal browser history somewhere right when that person leaves nobody in the accounting department knows how to log into those services <clears throat> and how do we find that information i've had that i've had that happen yeah like yeah. you have to call him like john uh you know sorry but we're uh unprofessional and yeah, i know you left the firm two weeks ago but we don't have we can't access jack <laughs> yeah that's awkward phone call to make i've made it not just after a phone call, it takes you a couple of days just to figure out where you need to go to get that information, right? Because first you try all kinds of different things to reset the password, but it's all going to their personal email, so you can't get access. Yeah, I uh, think we've we've beat this one up pretty good. What, did you have another point? No, no, no. I think, yeah, I okay. that pretty much covers it. But if you're listening and if you're like, no, nah, it's not for me, I, I'm, I don't know what to tell you. Um, that, I think to me, this is like an essential, very easy very simple, actionable advice to go and implement and save your company a lot of money in one way or another or hire us, get our IT to do it for you or get your IT people to do some work for you and help you put together. Now, before we leave, other competitors, like what, what's, what, what's some other companies like LastPass? Like I said, we're not affiliated with LastPass, but other companies similar to LastPass? I'm sure there are, right? Yeah, so there's a one password. Uh, which does a very similar thing. Uh, there's also a company called Dashlane. So there are pretty much, I'd say, about ten uh, pretty good um, solutions out there that are that can do a very similar job. We are not affiliated with LastPass, but we use LastPass internally. As you mentioned, you use it, and we all use it as part of our company. So we know the solution, and we like this. So yeah, there's definitely other solutions out there that will do a very good job for you, and we're happy to help you implement them. Now, if a business, uh, for architecture entrepreneur, uh, business owner is going on to Google to search for a solution like that, what would they type in? Password management tool? I would type in electronic password manager. Electronic password management tool. So put that into Google and make your own decision. But our recommendation is LastPass because they're just good, right? Exactly. And they work on all the platforms that you make. Yep. All right. So I think this is good. If you guys have any questions, you want to follow up, uh, you want to ask things from us to talk about uh feel free to do so we're at getarchit.com go there you click contact or something you'll get to us uh contact form or something like that right let's um, go, or let's talk. let's talk baby let's talk oh you got a let's talk button. he's got a let's, let's talk button so let's talk we'll probably change that by the time you watch this i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> we're talking we're, talk. we're not talking like let's talk well i guess let's talk no let's listen like let's we want to listen sure your problems and help you with them. Anyway, that's a side note. Um, so get archit.com. Always uh, happy to have you listen to us. Or if you want to work with us, also drop us a line. We're IT firm that helps uh, architecture, engineering, and design firms of all sizes, but mostly we focus on small to mid-size organizations. Anyway, have a great rest of the day. Boris, say goodbye to folks and let's go do some work. Thank you everybody for listening. And you have a great, amazing rest of the day.